now, the Riverdale Carnival presents the Archie. Archie Fuzz. Okay, everybody, here we go with our new hit record, Sugar, Sugar. Hello and welcome to another episode of Milkshakes and Mimosas, the podcast formerly known as Archie Fucks, but we gots to get that S-E-O. So, we are here to talk about some Riverdale episodes. You know, it's been a while. It's been a while. Let's see how things are going in Riverdale. Oh, wait! We can't get too far ahead of ourselves, guys. There is breaking news. The cast of Riverdale went to the Met Gala. And what the fuck did they wear? Oh, my. Okay, it's okay. We've got some reporters who were there <laughs> looking at the photos with me. And <clears throat> they're going to help us break down the Met Gala outfits. Starting with my intrepid co-host with a Coors Light in his hand, Thor. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me, Andrew. Um, so I am looking at uh, this. Now, first of all, i got to give credit to the, the BuzzFeed article that we are scrolling through because somehow the cast of Riverdale, who I, I think your podcast, Behold an Electric Terror, probably has as many people watching it as Riverdale, and um, they were famous enough to get invited to the Met Gala, but we were not. Uh, I just want to say uh, you just through massive shade on three quarters of this podcast but yeah no that's fair that's fair okay well now that we've gotten that insult out of the way on to uh the host the inventor of a podcast not popular enough to get invited to that gala <laughs> jason yeah um I'm I don't think here. that was shade i think that was a compliment i was saying i don't know how yeah, the castle uh, riverdale didn't get invited i mean did get invited Jay- Jason, did our tickets to the Met Gala get lost in the mail by chance? He sold um, them. I, I had the them. gown, like, ready to go. On StubHub. Uh, <laughs> and I, you know. Do, do you remember that was literally the Fire Festival guy? You you can't buy Met Gala tickets? <laughs> and the Fire Festival guy was selling fake Met Gala tickets after the Fire Festival? Fantastic. Okay, that's amazing. And, uh, Gentlemen, uh, I'm, I'm still doing this podcast for some fucking reason. I'm still <laughs> here. One day my wife is going to find out I'm on the fucking internet talking about Archie's dick. And um, it's going to be the end of my marriage. But I'm still doing it. So, you know. <laughs> what does she and think you're up here doing? Like building I, like Warhammer figurines, but you haven't shown her any of them or gone to a competition? Um, I lie to her and tell her I'm watching porn because that's less embarrassing <laughs> than doing this podcast. Well, Although that's not entirely untrue. Um, <laughs> they kind of are the same thing in some events. And, uh, and they finally, can't see this because it's audio only, but I do rub my nipples throughout. Mm-hmm. With gin. One day I'm going to sit down to dinner, and my wife is just going to drop her fork on the plate and look at me and go, really? You're 40 years old talking about Archie's dick on the internet to strangers. <laughs> I always knew I loved you. Uh, that will just reaffirm your marriage. Uh, anyways, um, and finally... We're joined by somebody who, while giggling, I saw what book she was reading, uh, and it was done by a amazing podcaster and author, Alexandra Rest. Sophie, thank you, uh, thank you for joining us. I have to uh, publicly commend myself on this podcast for not scrolling through the rest of this article while you waited to introduce me to last, because. 
this is torture to just look at the very top line, which is that Betty and Jughead are dating in real life. What? Uh, yes, Bughead. Bughead is a real thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's better than Jetty. It's either Jetty or Bughead, and uh, I don't think anyone likes Jetty or Jagetty. Jagetty. Oh, that one patting it. Um. Yeah. Um. How, I, I hope so he gets the same tattoos that that dude from SNL got as a tribute to Ariana Grande as a tribute to Betty. <laughs> That's all Pete Davidson deserves to be is that dude from SNL. <laughs> Guys, okay, um, no more time to go by. We have to talk about these so, outfits yeah, because yeah, yeah. this so, is going to break me. So, well, Pete, before, how before... would you... How would you describe Cole Sprouse's outfit? And Jason, what were you going to say before? I well, I think before it's important that I think there was a theme for the Met Gala this year, which was camp, correct? What? Yes. Is there actually? Theme? Yeah. The, there's, there's themes for the Met there's Gala? There's a theme every year. Normally, it's, like, problematic. Like, one year it was, like, Normally, Asia. it's problematic. Yeah, so, like, you had a bunch of white girls <laughs> and, like, Asian Asia garments. Asia was yeah. the theme? Yeah. Okay. Uh, wait, wait, wait. So let me get this straight. Was listed in this article, which it's not BuzzFeed. I wish so. it had been Asia this year, so Cole Strauss could have showed up in a full samurai outfit. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that would involve him not dressing up. You know, he walks around his house like that. And he's like, "Yes, I am a samurai. That's why I'm skin. But like Jughead, I'm a deep samurai, a lone ronin. Anyways, uh, Sophie, Sophie. What the, he explodes. what the hell so is patient. Cole Sprouse She's wearing? So okay, before we talk about what the hell Cole Sprouse is wearing, whatever the fuck Betty's name is in real life, looks like uh, an Lily anorexic Reiner. Marie Antoinette on uh, sedatives, and it's a weird look, and I don't well, like it. Well, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to, I can't comment on that, because that seems uh, like a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of things. Uh, but what about the much more colorful? <laughs> Cole Sprouse is wearing a, I think it's a, okay, hard to tell if it's a suit or a tuxedo vest and pants with a nude dress shirt underneath. He has a shoestring bow tie and his entire <laughs> suit is covered in flowers. And also his hair is waxed atop his head as though he was a tiny doll and it's very unsettling. He looks like he left the North Pole to become a dentist. Is what it is. Uh, I was going to say, he looks like your drunken stepdad, but, like, somehow he was super young. Like What he looks like, like... The... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. You were, you were just... Oh, whatever it was, she could but... not go through with it. It was that bad. <laughs> uh, but have you guys seen what Veronica is wearing? <laughs> She's full-on Big Bird. Will she find her Snuffleupagus? She's solo. It's kind of sad. Oh, no, wait. Is she... Oh, she's dating Reggie. What? Wait. Yeah, I was dating Reggie. Also, also, okay, wait a minute. Their couple name is Veggie. I might start eating meat because the couple name is Veggie, and I do not want to ever think of those two while I'm and, not and, eating meat. And Reggie is dressed like fucking Siegfried of Siegfried and Roy. Specifically Siegfried, not Roy. I'm here. I'm here. Veronica's outfit is not at all, like, it's pretty tame by Met Gala standards. Like, she looks good in yellow. Excuse me. It's like a fairly traditional gown. It just has, like, a giant bow and a lot of feathers. It's not nearly as weird as as Lily Reinhardt's outfit yeah. and makeup. 
skin and make her look like a terrifying zombie version of Marie Antoinette. So I like that for the first... Have you seen Cheryl, Madeline Petch's outfit? I just got to it. Legitimately looks like... Uh, there's like, do you, have everyone, has everyone seen Never Ending Story where there's that glowing yes. white princess lady? Like oh, her that's lady, I, her name is, um, Moonchild, which is only said with cacophonous thunder over it. She's the childlike princess throughout the movie. And then in the end, uh, the main character who I think is Max has to name her to bring the universe back together. And what he yells over thunder, if you turn the audio all the way up is Moonchild! I've seen okay. that movie roughly found... 7,000 times and never known what the fuck he said We have that just moment. found out so the weirdest fact about Thor possible is he watches movies with the volume turned up max so he can hear every single <laughs> thing said when subtitles do exist. So. In, okay, uh, I, in college I was having really loud sex to that movie and we were like, what do they say during that scene? Because we did have the subtitles on. <laughs> Oh Wait a minute. We, we did have the subtitles on, and because you're not supposed it. to know what he says, they don't put they don't put subtitles on the scene. So we rewound and then turned the volume all the way up so we could hear it. We did Sophie not stop standing, having sex. Giving a standing applause to the all right, well, that story ended, and uh, so has Wait, our wait, wait, that story has just begun. I need to know if the movie was already on and then sex happened, or you guys were like, what's the best thing to have on while having sex? Never-ending story. Which of the two was it? <laughs> I think it was, we were trying, like, you know, when you... When you watch movies in in college mm-hmm. with your significant other, yes. it's always yes. a struggle mm-hmm. with like you will never like this movie as much as I did because of the nostalgia, you know? Because you, you're you know like by you know twenty, you're already sort of out of the window where like you you know you're as passionate about things in terms of like the nostalgia passion. So we discovered that if we started having sex and then put a movie on that we were really that one of us was really into, so she she put on Ten Things I Hate About You and she was. Like, what do you think? And I was like, that's the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Still love that movie to this day. <laughs> okay, well, that was a very interesting tale. I um, I we are here. That was oh, the best. Okay. I, I don't know how you can have sex in never ending story. Like, when Artax gets caught in the swamp, I'm like, get the fuck off of me. I need to sit and cry for about three minutes. We, we paused to come. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh God. On. Okay, okay. This is getting this too horse sweet. is dying of depression. We cannot. <laughs> oh my god, you guys. I'm glad I made I it. I did have a in college. I did have a roommate in college who forbade me from watching A Princess Bride the entire year we lived together, which is my favorite movie because she lost her virginity watching that movie and it was not a good experience. Oh, no. And I was like, bitch, it's not my fault that you ruined this movie for yourself. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, fun fact, no sex. I just woke up my roommate in college while watching, uh, I think it was, uh, let's see. I think it was a West Side Story. I was watching a West Side Story too loud. No, no, there was nothing fun. I was just sitting there watching West Side Story alone too loud. And they were having sex and they were not happy. (laughs) (laughs) I like that they were having sex in the room with you. And they were like, God, man, you're being so considerate. Nobody likes it when they're having sex and you walk into the room like... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well. I mean, you're a jet. You're a jet for life.
<laughs> questionable romantic uh, entanglements, um, let's talk about Riverdale. Uh, the podcast is devoted to Riverdale, and uh, yeah, <laughs> we watched. Say, when you all were talking about uh, Cole Sprouse's outfit, I thought we were still on the very first photo, the arrival photo of them, because uh, Lily's outfit is still. Uh, when you were saying Marie Antoinette, I was thinking. Uh, Maria from The Sound of Music, which is what her arrival outfit looks like, is uh, Von no, Trapp. No, those were their, <laughs> that was them last year. Yeah. Last year. Okay, we're thank on you. To, it, we're last on year to where team. she was dressed like Maria Von Trapp and he was dressed like the Penguin. Yeah, he was wearing like a pea coat as a tux jacket. It was yes. a weird, everything was weird about <laughs> Can that. Can someone explain Honestly, to me what the fuck they do with the Met Gala? Uh, I think they just the earn money for the church. Like I think it's literally a Catholic. No, no, no church. it's not a church. It's uh, and the then Met, they sacrifice babies. The right? Met is uh, the Metropolitan well, the Museum Met, of the Art. Yeah. Yeah. So this this is um this is this is there's a there's a fashion I love museum the Met, inside the Metropolitan. Didn't you guys didn't you guys watch Ocean's Eight? They go to the Met Gala in Ocean's Eight. I just don't understand what they fucking really do. It's just like a it's very fashion show. It's like a benefit dinner. Okay, well yeah. no, but it's like a benefit dinner that anyone gets super dressed up for. Gotcha. It's a it's a benefit dinner specifically bec- when they open the new fashion exhibit for okay. the season. So this th- this theme for this season was camp fashion, which is why everyone's dressed in camp fashion. Oh, yeah. I wonder if if Joshua Jackson went to the Met Gala this year, uh, Jason, and just and just cried that uh, the lady from Inglorious Bastards left him. Oh, dude! What about his new girlfriend is beautiful, and also, anyway, oh, it's a whole wow. thing. See, that's <laughs> funny because uh, Sophie watched the movie that she directed, and she didn't like it. The on uh, *Home Electric Terror*, so it all comes around. Oh. Wasn't that the same thing? Because wasn't that Melanie Laurent? That movie. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so let's talk about Riverdale, what we're actually here to talk about, and not the Met Gala. Should we make or... this its own little short episode on the Met Gala? <laughs> no, we just keep going. We're not. You don't stopping. want to release a 13-minute episode that's called Met Gala <laughs> slash Dorm Room Sex? I bet no. it would be our most downloaded episode. No, it would not. It would not. We'll keep going. We're going right into the actual episode. Wham, bam, Give bam. the people what they want. Yeah, the episodes of television. Okay, so uh, we're covering... So this is weird because... There are two – we're starting with an episode that has two different names to it. First off, I saw Chapter 52 called The Raid, as in – and again, that kind of made sense because they try to rip off The Raid very poorly, The Raid Redemption what? at the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah, they, they mad dogs there. They punch, um, so um, the ghoulies who became the gargoyles – and the guy who is the creepiest one of them named Kurtz, he's cooking up drugs, and he's cooking up drugs at Mad Dog's old home. Mad Dog was the guy who was in Juvie with Archie, and they all got released out of Juvie because the Juvie was closing, and they were all going to get transferred to Veronica's for-profit prison. But Veronica uh, was like, yo, oh, you can't do that. I'm Veronica. So she uh, got some leverage over the governor and the governor was like okay i'll let them all out so mad dog and all his group got out and then mad dog went to go find his family he <laughs> I, was I, like I wanted oh to... they took drugs at the family 
home. Archie, will you help me? Because we all live in your gym because that's what happens in an Archie show now. Uh, <laughs> and uh, then they all go and they go punch, punch, punch. And then they like do some directing. And then Jughead gets thrown out of a window and you're like, oh, I think something's going to happen. But now nah, the characters walk away fine. That's how it works. I don't. I still don't understand how what the fuck that has to do with the raid redemption. So when they when they go and beat up when they go and beat up the ghoulies, <laughs> they do like a lame take on the raid slash old boy, where they have a single camera shot of all the gang members coming at them and them having to fight them off Look, with a long take. It was actually done okay. It was actually done okay because they even like changed levels at one point. Like it wasn't amazing. Like don't expect. I, I can see – I don't understand this episode naming convention though because like the episode now everywhere, including uh, on Wikipedia, is called The Master, which doesn't – Yeah. It doesn't right, make any sense because Google was calling it The Raid and then it's The Master. So um, I don't know what happened. Scientology, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely called The, the Raid. You're, you're right. When I yeah, watched it, it was called The Raid. Yeah, it's The weird. Master, the Paul Thomas Anderson yes. joint? I'm not kidding. Yes, of course they went for the Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Uh, is Joaquin Phoenix in this episode, guys? He could have been I, underneath one of those masks. He's in every episode. Did you not know that? We haven't, we haven't mentioned that yet. Argyle uh, King. Uh, anyway, uh, so this episode begins with a uh, Does tour. Philip Seymour Hoffman come back from the dead to be in this episode? Aww. No, but he did a role in his grave. That much is going <laughs> to Yes. So this episode starts in the dumbest way possible with a uh, just a tour of the farm. They're having like an open house for the farm. They're like, hey, everybody, we're not a cult. Come over and see our cult space and just like hang out and look. And then like people who might want to be recruited have to answer a bunch of questions. And like so this is where some of the more interesting elements come in uh, in that. Riverdale can't decide what kind of a cult the farm is uh, because the farm is very, like, one. The w- first thing, Chad Michael Murray, he ain't leading no cult. <laughs> Cults are made by ugly men. Dead stop. Never has there ever been an attractive cult leader. That's why they start cults. That's literally all been... Every cult leader that's a dude has just started a cult so that he can get laid a thousand percent <laughs> and they're all dopey dumb shits chad Murray, <clears throat> who's got like we, at one point in like a few episodes from now he takes off his shirt and he has abs 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 on top can, of can can confirm guys. so many abs jim jones like, pretty fucking sexy if you ask me who? <laughs> Jim Jones. Did you say Jimmy? Did you say Jimmy Jones? No, I said Jim Jones. Oh. <laughs> he said Jimmy Jones. I really oh, thought Jimmy Jones I was is sausages. Jones. Oh, he's drinking that flavor aid together. He's always like it's something. It wasn't. Uh, you know, me and Jimmy Jones. Had also, a cult leader allegedly. <laughs> the cult of uh, sausage. Cult of sausage. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Veronica and, uh, Betty, they try to get Cheryl, they get Cheryl to go undercover to, like, kind of, like, spy on the farm, and you're like, okay, I see where this is going, Cheryl's gonna be like, I'm Cheryl, I'm a badass, let me trick all these dumb, dopey shits, and then get all your information and get out of here. No, she joins the farm because she can see her dead brother for some reason. She's able to talk to her, like whatever. There's like some secret room that Chad Michael Murray throws people in, and they can see their dead brother in the flesh. What? 
she can see her Wait, dead brother. Does everyone have a dead brother? No, well, uh, so far been... everyone we talked to. Yeah, they have somebody dead. Uh, like um, Betty's mom, who's like hardened on the cult. She sees her son, not Chip, uh, the fake son, but her real son. And uh, I don't even know He's how she knows dead? what he looks like. Yeah, we found that he was dead because remember Chip killed him. I think it was Chip or Chit, whatever. Oh the fuck. yeah, 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 yeah. It's all coming back to me now. <laughs> oh jeez. Like, for for those for those at home, uh, Andrew was doing an impression of uh, trip of trip or tri- Chip Dexter trip, whatever the fuck the dude's name was. I'm having a nervous Hi. breakdown trying to think of this guy's name of, of Chip. Dance that he would do on the webcam to entertain his, uh, you know, webcam sex that he earned his dollars with. I believe that was your. Uh... I mean, hey, man. So um, I don't understand I'm... this uh, room situation. So we don't, we don't either. It makes no we don't fucking either. sense. We don't get any explanation for it. Um, what if you just get stuck of... with somebody you fucking hate that you knew that was dead, and they just well, show like, up, and you're like, what I the think fuck? the point of joining the cult is that it's somebody you really care about that died. Right. Uh-huh. Um. So it's like it's somebody that you really, you really had deep down in your heart. And Jason, like, I think like years of experience have taught us that you shouldn't question the room because the room doesn't make any sense, but it's still delightful. That's true. <laughs> anyway, ghost, how's your sex life? I was about to say, I'm, not doing, I'm, I'm gonna shut this down. What I'm. <laughs> So one of the most disappointing things about the farm is the farm is not the farm. The farm is in the old Sisters of Quiet Mercy building. They just got rid of the the creepy nuns, and they just moved in. Where was the farm before that? The farm just shows up. Why is the farm in the same building? That's so boring. And they I mean, don't even lighting. They don't, they don't even bother to farm there. This show has the most obvious like money-saving on set moves that I've ever seen on a network show. Like, they, they they had the fucking Coopers move out, and they have the fucking Jugheads move in. Like, it's crazy. Yes. Like, and I, this, I'm I, waiting for the, the season where they all go to college, and then they're all like, it's crazy! This college came in and bought our old high school! Oh, golly! Whoa, gee, we're lookers! Pops is now... <laughs> A meth shop. <laughs> uh, so By the time he, they go to college, these actors are going to be 75 years old. Ah, <laughs> oh, gee. What was so, your score on a term paper? <laughs> Did you write your essay? So after, after <laughs> Betty's plan... <laughs> after Betty's plan of Cheryl infiltrating the cult goes terribly and Cheryl gets brainwashed, Betty's genius plan is to have Tony pretend to infiltrate the cult. Or, to- or Tori, I forget which one is it. Yeah, that happens. Tony happens in a few episodes from now. I do just uh, want to then... point out the like fact that she's like, oh, my plan failed miserably. Let me try the exact same fucking plan again. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that. It gets pretty bad. Uh, one of the other side things in this is that Veronica's parents are fighting still. Uh, and they, uh, the mayor, who is Veronica's mom, is not being invited to the opening of her dad's private for-profit prison. And you're supposed to feel this moment of happiness at the end when they all get together. And then you think about this situation where it's like, oh, a family has come together to open up a for-profit prison what's destroying America. 
this is not a happy moment. Why is the show like I would love to see the writer who's like, look, um, yeah, this is this is happy. This is it. We're happy now. This is a good moment. <laughs> and like everyone in there is just like, I mean, like, I guess we're filming in Vancouver, so they don't exist here. So maybe no one will get there. But like, come on. Why would you do that? I was also so he's another thing. Another thing that we need to bring up about this episode is the inconsistent farm outfits, okay? <laughs> when they need to establish that a character has just joined the farm, they show up in bright white outfits. And they it all come like down. It looks like a Clorox bleach ad. It looks like a bleach ad. They're all coming down. It's like an it's like a mean girls. It's like full on mean girls with like, We're the farm. Look at us. Whoa, glowy white. Woo. And they all talk in that and, weird Mr. Bill voice he just did. <laughs> yeah, that was that was actually a clip. Uh, just so you know, uh, definitely wasn't me making weird sounds. But then the next day, so Cheryl shows up in that. Cheryl joins the farm for real, and then the next day, in like in the future episode, she just has her crazy outfits on again. And you're like, what? Why would you? What? It doesn't make any sense. Why is that? Why? What? Do they just have days where they just have white days? Is it on like Wednesdays on, we wear white? On Wednesdays we wear white. We're the mean farm girls. Oh, God, kill me now. Uh, and then we also have uh, the Jughead has just taken his uh, freaking, like, yeah, we're badass, we're deputy thing to, like, the next level. Because he's just, like, going around beating up Archie's, like, go- he's, yeah, not Archie goons. He's beating up comic book nerds, finding out where all the drugs are. He's ruining his dad's thing. Um, you know, everything is going, he's just doing bad, and his dad is like, the fuck are you doing? This is dumb. Anyway, well, so... Well, dad keeps being in the middle of, like, actually being able to arrest people for drug deals, and then our fucking Jughead and all his gang members will come and start punching people in the face, and all the criminals will run off, and all the cops will be like, what the fuck is going on, you dickheads? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad, it's pretty bad. Um, yep, Fangs is kicking around... Betty sits down with Edgar. Edgar ever never. They have a chat. It's pretty boring. This episode, um, other than establishing things to come and them trying to rip off Raid pretty bad, I didn't. I didn't like it very much. What do you think, there, Danny boy? Who's not you? That's just a nickname, Thorry boy. <laughs> Thor, boy, how's it going? Got Thor, the hammer. That constantly on my own podcast, and I'm the worst offender. Um, so I. Liked the stuff with Jughead because it I got for a, for a change I got his motivation. He felt really frustrated, like he, he felt like his mom was blackmailing him, like he couldn't. Okay. Uh, yeah, and and I actually did get that. Like I kept being so frustrated, he didn't tell his dad that his mom was doing drug doing the drug trade there. But I totally got why he felt like if he told his dad, it was going to ruin everything, and his dad was so happy to have the family together and. So I got that he was like, okay, so I'm just going to take down my mom's drug stuff on my own, you know, like time. Um, and so that part was really fun. Um, but then you have this, oh, the plot with the farm, like you said, really goes nowhere. Like, and Cheryl becoming a farm member, like you said, this this fucking season has just been like the fucking passion of Cheryl Blossom, like in terms of like her being tormented, not in terms of like passions, the awesome show with the doll that turns into a tiny boy um and <laughs> did you not get that in canada it was the last uh new sitcom i mean last new soap opera ever produced um so anyway okay um. yeah that's the thing <laughs> wait for passion cast coming out next month 
But so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just so, like, frustrated with what they're doing to our fucking Slayer Cheryl. And the it really seems like they're spinning this wheels on the farm plot. It seems like they wrote, like, four episodes worth of farm material. And then somehow that went from being something that was going to come in to make you realize that was the main suspect for who the Gargoyle King was in the last, like, five episodes of the series to something that they had to stretch out through the entire season, and it really shows. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, And I believe this is also the episode where Betty kidnaps her mom to try and make her convinced that, like, everything, like, your brother's not real, your son's not back, and she, like, puts her mom in the sex bunker, and then she just releases her mom from the sex bunker, and her mom is just like, oh, okay, it's all good now, no charges be pressed. And her mom sets fire, like, she keeps showing her mom, like, old photos and stuff, and her mom just keeps setting them on fire, and I was like, (laughs) why did you give the woman who you chained, (laughs) she literally chained to a bed, black steak, snake moan style i'm like why did you give this woman access to matches like (laughs) also really quick the last episode i watched or one of the last ones i watched betty set the house on fire did that not burn the house down and also now the jugheads live there no that 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 was uh the jugheads old drug that was where they're making all the no no no. remember so much crazy no 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 she set her house on fire oh yeah 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 that was fine that was fine. Yeah. They put that out and they put a coat of paint on that. Yeah. Uh, she didn't. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. she didn't do yeah. very good at the fire part. Yeah. Like uh, yes, she did. I saw it yeah. happen. Yeah. Like everything. It didn't do on very well. Just this things. show is gaslighting you. Oh yeah. Yes. Like, it's like, so true. Okay. Like, like everything on this show, the, that plot was immediately dropped. They when he says they could have paint coat of paint on it, he is not kidding. They are. They come in because they've already finalized the selling price. It's not as if they're like showing them the house and they're like, yeah, there's some fire damage, but don't worry. We're going to, you know, comp that. And like, they're coming to hand them the fucking check and they go, what the fuck's this? And (laughs) Betty's mom goes, don't worry, a coat of paint will fix that. And fucking the most badass woman we have left for the show, Gina Gershon just goes like, okay. That is not how selling a house works, and I haven't even done it. Also, can someone explain to me, so I know we're not there yet. We have not yet gotten to the episodes that I watched. I was just trying to buy a house six months ago, and it wasn't on fire. The inspector found stuff that was not, hey, the house you tried to buy was on fire. It was way less serious than that, and we still walked away from it. Yeah. Um, So is the – how are they handling what's happening with Luke Perry? Oh, he's barely in the show anymore. Like they've, they've, I think they've finished. They run out his. Well, yes, he's dead, Jason. <laughs> like the episodes, the episodes I, I saw, they're like he's away. So, but like, what are they away. gonna? Yeah, yeah he's yeah. away for a little while. His mom shows up. Like Archie's like mom... living alone because Luke Perry is like is out of town. No, Art, he's in town again for, like, there's some uh, boxing matches in the next episode where Archie literally murders a person who's on terrible drugs. Um, uh, but, yeah, so his so dad shows up for that. And so their answer to Luke oh, Perry Oh, Luke is Perry is at that fight? Yeah, yeah. but could you tell, did okay. it look like that was something that they were ahead enough 
in the filming because you know they, they film you know a few episodes as many episodes in advance as they can but this late in the season they're sometimes only like you know three or four episodes ahead or maybe even just you know one or two ahead um could you tell did it look like he was that was just like existing footage of him or did it look like he was in the same crowd as everyone else I mean, it's hard to tell, but also, how much money do you think they spend on that boxing ring set? They 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 bought that boxing ring for a week, and they were like, all right, now it's populated by people. Oh, JK, now Archie, you own it. Okay, all these children are living here. Okay, now we got to spruce it up and have some fights go on. Okay, we got to get them out, make it look a little shabbier again. <laughs> oh, so that's, that's a good point. They might have just been like, oh, yeah, and have like a uh, scene where Luke Perry waves his hands in the air. We'll use that at some point this season. But, yeah, they have an address. No, no, no. He's, it, no, no, it's a scene of him in a crowd. But, but like, he, never, he never interacts with Archie in the scene. They just cut to a shot of him in the crowd and then rest. Oh, so he's, he's in one that's scene. Kind of and hard, that's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, it's not, it's it sounds like great. their solution is like he went away, like he went to go live on a farm up, up north. Yeah, where like, is he supposed <laughs> to be when he's gone? Um, I think he's going to be revealed to be the Gargoyle King. Like, that's how bad this no, is. No! That would be so devastating. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> your dad's dead now. He was a Gargoyle King. Oh, Sorry. You know what I would love would be if they just buy the rights to old 90210 episodes and start using clips of that that's as Archie hateful. talking with him. That's hateful. I hope they reveal him to be the Gargoyle King and Luke Perry's family sues this fucking show. <laughs> How dare you do this? Anyway, um, we forgot to mention at the end of last episode, uh, one of those kids that Archie got out of juvie got murdered by the Gargoyle King. His name anyway, was... so his dad, baby teeth. Yep. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the and the and the way that they found that he was murdered is they were sent a, a baby tooth uh, in the mail, uh, and they're like, "Oh, what look, a baby fuck? tooth." And then like. Uh, Good old Skeet Ulrich is like, oh, there's another murder here. Dick, dick, dick. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Uh, Why I was he the... called Baby Teeth? Um, oh, fuck. I don't. I don't know. Baby Teeth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> get a baby tooth. Why is the one kid called Sweet Pea? No, no, no. They didn't send him a baby tooth. They sent him one of that kid's actual adult teeth that they pulled out of his fucking skull. Oh, I thought he. I thought it was. I, I thought he had only baby teeth. Wait a minute. I thought that is was. Is that why his name is Baby Teeth? He's he an had adult only teeth. baby teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he had like some genetic condition where he could only never came out. Spoiler <laughs> alert: If baby teeth won't come out, they will pull them. That happened to my brother. They pulled like eight baby teeth in one day when he was a kid. Spyro King is just doing him a service. Anyways, uh, so who do you think? Okay, so you've just found a dead body. It's an open crime scene. Mm-hmm. Who do you get to, uh, you know, collect evidence and photograph the crime scene? I mean, I definitely call, like, a stray dog and then I <laughs> postmates delivery man and then, like, maybe the local <laughs> sheriff. Okay, okay. Jason, Jason, what do you think? What do you think um, this show does? And, and like this show mind, does? Yes, and keep in oh. mind, like, this is, like, next level of, like, Oh, you asked what I would do. Oh, okay. Well, Sophie's revealing some interesting things about her life. Uh, beware of all those stray dogs because they after your body. I'm going to guess that um, because Jughead likes to do all this, like, mystery shit, 
um, in crime writing that he that's who they call in to do all of this investigation. I'm gonna guess yep, that it yep. was Wolfgang Peterson, the director of Never Ending Story. <laughs> <laughs> and that story is now ended. Um, <laughs> it was Jughead. Okay, Jughead is literally taking crime scene photos of a kid who is dead. He he's a junior in high school. And he also accompanies the body to, like, creepy mortician guy who, like, I forgot him. I kind of like him. He just shows, oh, yeah. my God, there's a fat cat. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, that was just my hallucination. Uh, nobody Guys, is the is the mortician in the show the, like, creepy priest from Purge election year? Oh, yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. He's all like, <laughs> you must be purged. And they're like, uh, dude, you're in, a, you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong mood. I was like, no. can I be two actors that are, like, that skinny and gangly and pale and redheaded? <laughs> yeah. So um, how do you think Mad Dog reacts to the death of his friend? Um, now, keep in mind, Mad Dog's main character arc is he fight good. I mean, he'd probably fight somebody. Okay, yes. So he is going to enter a boxing tournament, and he is going to win for baby teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How does it help anyone? He's not going to give any money to baby teeth's family. Baby teeth's <laughs> family. Baby teeth was living in Archie's the boxing ring. Like, Why does he have to stop saying baby teeth? Because it makes me want to throw up every time you say it. Can <laughs> you give him a different out. name just for the purpose of this this discussion? Wait a minute. Hey. I have to say baby teeth at least three more times. Hold on. Oh, so maybe don't. he's going to knock out some adult teeth so that uh, ba- if you take those adult teeth and then baby teeth can be buried with adult teeth. <laughs> like, <laughs> and okay. they can have an open casket. Uh, yeah. Also, Archie's gonna enter this uh, this uh, boxing tournament. Who is uh, this with the boxing... following the following conversation? Archie, Mad Dog. I can't believe you're taking money from Elio, that fucking gangster. He's scum. He's awful. Oh, he's hosting a boxing tournament. I gotta get into that boxing tournament. <laughs> and like, Wait, the his box... name is Elio. Does he own like the Elio. pizza? Uh, he might as well, but he's like pretty stereotypical gangster guy. And or is he the guy from? Isn't Elio the name of Timothy Chalamet's character in Call Me by Your Name? <laughs> oh my <laughs> God! Timothy yes. Chalamet. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy Chalamet just showed up and was like, "I want you guys to wrestle." He just like <laughs> showed up hard. and fucked a peach and then like and <laughs> left. Look, that peach as. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet and that peach have a healthier relationship than 99% Guys, of relationships in Riverdale. Listen, no shade. Call Me By Your Name is a fucking beautiful film and whatever, but I just, come on. Wasn't that his, that's his name, right? Isn't that his name? Peach fucker? No, I don't. I'm not. <laughs> Elio, I'm pretty sure Elio is <laughs> I don't know. Peach fucker. Did you see that for, uh, for Call Me By Your Name while they were filming? You know, you just watch it on little monitors so they didn't realize, but once they would, uh, like, finish the movie and, and watch it on the, the big screen for the, like, first, uh, you know, first, uh, you know, started watching it on the big screen while they were editing, they realized they had to do, they didn't think they needed any CGI, obviously, because it's a fucking drama, but they realized that Army Hammer's, like, 80s accurate short shorts were so tight that the, like, bulge he had was, like, distracting. <laughs> so they had to tone uh, down his bulge. They CG'd uh, out Army like, Hammer's bulge? 
Yes. I feel like okay, Army yeah. Hammer, uh, his uh, press agent probably told them this. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we, in order to get a sequence where uh, Archie gets to be in the club, uh, we get uh, Betty's mom comes to, uh, you know, do the worst journalism interview ever. Okay, I have a degree in journalism, so I can spot this. The setup all wrong. He's like standing way to her left. It doesn't follow the rule of thirds. She's not even like, she doesn't have like a mic because if you are interviewing somebody for a news organization, also she used to write for the paper and now she's in a television news thing. Who gives a fuck? I don't know. Next time she's going to be on radio, she's soon going to be on BuzzFeed. I don't know. She was also a licensed real estate broker two episodes ago. (laughs) You know, Alice has got a lot of time in between cult (laughs) Flying incest babies, okay? <laughs> um, she's so, also never, she's never standing. They always have her in shot when they cut to what it looks like from the camera. But when she's standing there, when they have the the camera set up, she's never standing in a position where the fucking news camera would be able to see her at all. It's so frustrating. Yeah, it's weird. So while this battle is getting up, so we finally oh, get this battle. Oh, and Archie reads two cards that he's apparently never read before. He's like, oh God, if, yes, you, if you join my gym, I will give you free boxing lessons. And, like, looks over at Veronica <laughs> like he had no idea this was going to happen. And I'm like, what I the like, fuck is wrong with you? I like the idea that that was actually just KJ Appa giving such an awful line reading <laughs> that they had to go, okay, guys, we need to cut to a scene where he's reading off a cue cards. There's no way. We don't have time to refilm that terrible <laughs> take. All right? Uh, <laughs> it, during this film, uh, during this fight, uh, in between it, uh, we find out there are Fizzle Rock zombies that are showing up uh, because people take Fizzle Rocks now and they get like foaming mouths and they're like, blah, 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 they turn into like rage monsters. And you're like, all right, something's going to happen with this. And it just kind of gets resolved. They capture Kurtz and it's. What? Yeah. Yeah, it just kind of gets resolved. Like they eventually come down from the drugs, they capture Kurtz, it's fine. Yeah. Any, uh, but anytime anything this, interesting happens in this show, it will be over within the next commercial break. But because of this, uh, when Archie's doing his boxing fight with the guy he lost to last time when he had his uh, last Elio boxing fight, uh, that guy is taking drugs. And I guess he's taking Fizzle Rocks, which is like, I guess Fizzle Rocks. like G-Max or something. It sounded yeah, like it was dubstep. But like G-Max. Boom, 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 boom. Have some of this shit, it's called Skrillex. (laughs) (laughs) Skrillex. But yeah, so he takes the the drug. That's what you think Skrillex sounds like. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not cultured. Uh, I didn't even know what that gallop was. Uh, I'm too busy watching Riverdale. Uh, So (laughs) he uh, takes the drugs. and the drugs give him a heart attack, but also Archie kills him in the fight. Uh, and then Alio's like, yeah. I'm going to sue you. I'm going to sue you. Take all your money. I'm going to sue you if you even look at me funny. And he's getting, like, real mad. That and rhymed. Yeah, it's actually a Weird Al song. Uh, anyways. Um, <laughs> it, uh, can't take Was anyone thing. else um, bothered by the fact that uh, Vera Farmiga's little speech in the Godzilla King of the Monsters trailer rhymed? There's I nothing was about wrong. to say, Vera Farmiga is in this fucking show. I, I also had the same reaction. Exploded. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I'm really excited for like, the King of the Monsters. That was just the one moment where I was just like, uh-oh, is this whole movie going to rhyme? Because that would be awesome. 
Yeah, that's that's very true. Um, so, oh, I guess uh, I guess the the drug thing was uh, the bunker scenes was actually this episode. My bad. But anyway, so Betty's trying to get advice. So she goes to her serial killer dad, and her serial killer dad, who's in the Hannibal Lecter room. At this point, he literally has like drawings, like Hannibal Lecter, but like they're like children's drawings, like they good. <laughs> Like, you could tell, like, even him as a person knows he's a low-rent Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> but at this point, he's so chill. Like, you're just like, what's he's happening? He's more like Pajaminal Lecter. Pajaminal <laughs> Lecter. He is, uh, you know, full-on Chronica, and he's just, like, super chill. And, like, Betty's, like, talking to him. And uh, it's just, like, a normal conversation between, like, father and daughter. And you're like, she's he's serial killer. You no care? Why not? do something and like he's just asking advice about how to like gaslight her mom like literally and that's where she gets the idea to like fake her dead uh dead brother's tombstone and uh all of that stuff uh but to try to get people out of the farm tony goes in undercover and tony shows cheryl the video of her brother being murdered because she thinks that'll make her go oh it's okay you're right my brother that i'm seeing for real ain't real and he actually did. But, like, you, it's not, nothing happens. Tony goes well, what's in. what's weird is Cheryl doesn't oh, say what I thought would happen, which was she says, but no, it's not like my brother's alive again. It's like I get to talk to his spirit over. She goes, that video's fake. And I'm just like, what is even happening? Yep, yep, yep. Pretty much, pretty much. Um, oh, yeah. What so have they Kurt's- done to our Cheryl Blossom? They have ruined her, uh, but... Um, ruined. Ruined her. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, the boxing match happens. Elio, they all dead. Elio's like, I'm going to sue you. Getting real mad. So, that's that plot line. Uh, they, ca- like, FP captures Kurtz, but then Kurtz is all like, Oh, yes, but sweet little jelly bean, something might happen to her. And this uh, kind of commences the weird rewriting of Jelly Bean's character. Uh, because if you recall every other scene we've had with Jelly Bean, which is uh, Jughead's sister, uh, she has been in on Gina Gershon and like all of her mom's shenanigans, like full yeah. on. Like they've been full on collaborators, and yeah. they've been like, she's been like fully aware of the drug trade, aware of all of this. Uh, and then in this episode, she's not anymore. From here on out, she she knew nothing about it, and she was just an innocent bystander, and she's just playing Griffins and Gargoyles, and she don't know anything about it. But anyway, she's in trouble, so that's gonna hook up the episode. Uh, well, they go that... from having her start from having her act like this like preternaturally wise eleven year old to acting like she's about five. It's very annoying. It's, it's a very very weird. I don't understand why. But hey, guess what, Sophie. This is an episode that entered your eyes. I watched this one. So yeah, could could you, could you talk about could talk about the episode you watched? Oh god, okay, yes. <laughs> I wasn't prepared to summarize. I just have like some notes. Oh god, well, baby okay. Teeth in this episode. Oh wait, wait, wait. No. I have I have one note Daniel? about Jawbreaker before we get to fear the uh, Reaper. Reaper. Um, you so, do that because I'm going to read the summary yeah. of the episode that I watched today, so I don't know what it was about. <laughs> so, uh, at the beginning of Jawbreaker, we have the uh, girl uh, who's banging her head against the locker, who's on the, like, uh, rage oh, version yeah. of the Fizzle Rocks. 
So yep. um, that, that was actually a pretty well done scene. And then um, her, her banging her head against the locker and then the two friends who, who take her to the nurse, um, which I love that, like, they're like, that's their solution. It's not like, oh, my God, call 911. They're like, get her to the nurse. She's banged herself to death. But those three actresses are the first time I have ever seen actresses or actors in this show that actually looked like they were high school age playing high schoolers as either main characters or extras. So, like, kudos to the casting director for, like, first good casting out of, what, like, the 1,000 high schoolers who've seen roaming these halls, so. But doesn't that make it creepier that there's now you're putting <laughs> children in the line of fire of Riverdale? And Archie and his, you know, I'm, I'm assuming <laughs> they just spray semen all over everything in the show. Whoa! <laughs> I, I don't think don't. it's appropriate. <laughs> Sophie got real offended by that. Sophie can listen to hours of people talking about watching Never Ending Story and Falcor being like, ooh, and then I climb back. Nikki was like, and then when that angry turtle talked, I jizzed everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well. And I squirted. Nobody's saying that shit. After ruining the child childhoods of all of our listeners. You uh, did this kidding. to yourselves, everyone. Yeah. Just kidding. You ruined your childhoods, listeners. Mm-hmm. That's your fault. Uh, no media okay, can do that. Okay, so this episode is called Fear the Reaper, which is not... There, is there a film called that or just the song? Are we just running out of movie titles? Um, I think it's just song. Don't Fear It. Yeah, the like, song just Don't, don't fear, fear the Reaper, so I was confused about that, too. <laughs> Wait, isn't this also called Don't... Oh, this is called Fear the Reaper. My apologies. Oh, okay. This episode involves such storylines as one in which Jellybean has been kidnapped, and so Jughead and his mom and dad have to play... have to, like, LARP with the highest stakes possible. Gargoyles and goblins. Is that what it's called? Goblins and... Griffins and gargoyles. There it is. Um, uh... They have to, like... They go on a series of missions, and every time they go on a mission, somebody falls, and they go back to the kid who's telling them what to do, and he's like, and then there were three, yeah. and then there were two, and then he locks Jughead in the refrigerator, and Jughead breaks his way out with his, like, strong little baby man body, <laughs> and that's that. Um, Betty learns that, what's her name? Evelyn, the girl who, like, is in the high school who's recruiting everyone for the farm, is actually 26. Um, which is a hilarious plot point. We talked about this before the show started. But, like, it's so funny to see a show in which lots of 20-somethings play high schoolers. And it's, like, a huge scandal that this girl pretending to be in high school is actually 26. It's like, oh, you're making a commentary on Hollywood, but you're not because the show is not smart enough to do that, and yeah. it's fine. Yeah, so we, uh-huh. we looked it up. Uh, that is uh, Cole Sprouse's age is 26. The actress playing her is 24, yeah. so Cole Sprouse is older what? than the actress who's supposed to be playing the girl who's way too old for high school. made me think of, like, I don't know if you guys know any actors that qualify for this, but, for example, um, if anyone – I don't think any of you did. I don't know about you, I don't know about you Thor, but um, – if any of our listeners watched Buffy, there was a character in Buffy named Kendra, who was another slayer. And the girl who played Kendra has been playing high school students 
for fucking ever to the point that she was in Pretty Little Liars, like, within the last five years um, oh. as a high school student. Yes! I remember yeah. Kendra from Buffy. Yeah! yeah and That's crazy! On Pretty Little Liars, like, five years ago, which is insane, because she was in, like, the second season of Buffy as a high school student. Oh, my God, that's so, amazing. So, can you clarify this plot point for me, because I'm not sure I really understand. So, she's oh. a 26-year-old so pretending yeah, this, to be a teenager? She's yeah, also so at... Evelyn is, like, part of the farm, and she transferred into Riverdale, married. and she's been recruiting people into the farm, and she's supposed to be the same age as, like, Betty and Jughead and Archie and Veronica. And Betty just calls, like, first of all, somehow pulls her, like, school record and calls every other that... school she's ever gone to. <laughs> so this is the plot and of, so this is the like, plot this is of how... Never Been Kissed. Yeah. Wait, whoa, 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 <laughs> wait, wait, what? Wait. This girl has been, because this girl has been a junior in high school at 11 different schools for the last 11 years, and... Nobody batted an eye. Like, yeah. Betty calls every school, and they're all like, oh, yeah, she was a junior here in whatever year. And Betty is like, she's been a junior for over a decade. How would a school administrator not be like, this is a problem. This person is uh, a full-grown adult. We, so this, we need this to talk is... about this in the context of the show. So the show, The Farm, has existed at some point for the last three seasons. What fucking school was she at for the last two years? One, two, she is, um, we're missing a major plot point because she is one of the wives of Chad Michael Murray. Chad yes. Michael Murray, he got to turned I want to make sure Jason understood the age discrepancy. Uh, so oh, yeah. I'd like to point out, I know that it's real stupid that these, that one, she was able to find her entire academic record of all 11 high schools listed. And the school just thought like, wow, she sure transferred schools a lot every single semester. But to be fair, um, the, uh, Paul, the sixth high school in, uh, falls church, Virginia back in 2000 or 1999. Um, so, you know, internet was around, you can do research. Um, I mean, like they could have done research at that time. Um, they, uh, let in a, uh, guy who I think, said he was like 19 turned out he was like 27 and um he said he was uh older because he was steven spielberg's nephew (laughs) (laughs) and he'd been working on movies with his uncle sure sure and he handed them a piece of paper paper (laughs) that said what kind of mr spielberg that said, oh, please let, uh, please let Greg into the high school. He's been working on movies with me. And that was good enough for them. They did no farther research. This is a true story of, of is, one of the, one of the Catholic schools near where I grew up. And that insane. is the story, that is the secret origin story of our pal Thor. Wait a minute. Uh, wait a minute. They, wait, wait, wait. They, they know Steven Spielberg's Jewish, right? And they let him into the Catholic I went to another Catholic high school. I'm, I'm not religious, but I went to another Catholic high school in uh, Virginia, and they were so excited for the one Muslim student we had. You know, like, that's, they got someone they can put on all the brochures now. Like, you know how excited fucking really white Catholic schools get about diversity? Okay. Wow. There you go. <laughs> Jason's, like, Jason's like, okay. <laughs> 
so Sophie, I'm sorry we interrupted your uh, synopsis. Did we get to the Psy fight with the undead P- Penny Peabody yet? No, 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 not yet. I was discussing how uh, FP and Jughead and his mom, whose name I forget, got involved in, like, the most dangerous LARP of all time. Um, LARP. Okay, look, I've got... I, look, I'm a nerd. I've done a lot of GM game GNDing. I've not DM'd, actually, but... You... This guy is the worst DM of all time. He's like, yeah, you enter a room, and there's, like, four boxes. Are you gonna open a box? There's a guy there who's like, tell the truth, tell a lie, tell the truth, tell a lie. Maybe you get up. Hey, what's your opinion? Uh, FP, you got any secrets to tell? No? Oh, Gladys, you better tell a secret, or else your kid's gonna die. And you're like, that's not how D&D works. And she gives me, like, and he keeps, like, scolding them and is like, no, you're not uh, FP the sheriff, you're Juglarbla, the spellcaster. It's like, come on, dude. You're terrible. And can we talk about the fact that, like, the first mission they get sent on, they have to hold up Pop's chocolate shop at gunpoint, during which uh, FP gets shot, but he's fine. And Jughead, like, rips his mask off. And later in the episode, Jughead's like, well, we can't stay in Riverdale now because we robbed Pops. And then the next episode, they're just all in Riverdale like nothing happened. And there are no consequences whatsoever. They have um, his, he goes, oh, yeah, uh, we told the district attorney that he did it under coercion. So he's fine. Yeah. And he's, like, still the sheriff, right? if you ever get arrested for robbing someplace just tell them someone told me i had to do this <laughs> other things that happen in this episode include a point where uh tony tells betty that chad michael murray is planning on adopting the twins and as she tells her that the music cue is like really dramatically and i laughed so hard at that music cue that it was unbelievable. Also, of interest to Jason, there was a flashback to the levitating incest babies in this episode. Yes. yes. Um, and uh, what else happened? I was oh, so what are they up when, to? What are they doing? They're, I mean, they're they're about to be adopted by Chad Michael Murray and his okay. twelve thousand abs. <laughs> uh, to go, no, to he go has a wife go. for every ab. That's his thing. He's like, yes, as the cult leader, I must have a wife for every ab. Yes, so, that means I will never run out of people to make my wife. For this is I, Chad Michael Murray, talking, and this is my impression. Actually, it's pretty, yeah, that's spot the, on. The spot problem on. that you just did is you are a much better actor than Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> Handsome guy, terrible fucking actor. Oh my god. Oh, atrocious. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, oh, I don't think what happened in this episode is Betty tells her dad, the the Black Hood killer, that Chad Michael Murray wants to adopt the twins, and he's like, you can't let that happen. They have to be protected. And then he wants to get transferred into the private prison that Veronica's dad owns, so Betty and Veronica and negotiate Veronica's that Veronica's dad happen. makes it sound like you can, like... The private prison has, like, suites. You can, like, pay for upgrades. Like nice rooms. He's like, yes, the Riverview rooms. Uh, <laughs> and so he agrees to transfer the, the Black Hood there, uh, Betty's dad. And the episode ends with Betty being informed by Veronica that during the transport to the private prison, the bus uh, was in some kind of accident and everyone died. 
uh, a la every slasher film you've ever seen. And Betty's like, Betty in her best Dr. Loomis impression is like, no, there's no way that he died. And then that's the episode ends. (laughs) Well, I was about to say, every slasher film ever, but you give this show too much credit and expect that they remember anything that happened more than a year ago. So I'm pretty sure... Not at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They so, don't remember anything. Yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty sure that that means that in terms of the, you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're writing the dialogue for this show like earlier, you know, in the same minute as to when the characters say it. But in terms of when this season was sketched out, I think they thought of this bus crash on their way out of the theater after seeing Halloween 2018. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, it seemed like it was like legitimately the exact same thing that happened. And, like, a similar breakout happens even in 2018's Predator. So, like, they had, like, plenty of things that they could just, like, <laughs> but that's, that's what the show from. is. They just, like, um, consume and suck up everything that they see and I, they puke it into a bucket and throw it on the screen. It's like I wrestling in the so 90s. Badly, I so badly want lily reinhardt to show up in like a loomis jacket and like have like a bald cap on and be like oh, i caught my dad six times he should be dead and, like, you remember go, bad betty this is bald betty <laughs> this is loomis betty i could go yeah. for loomis betty that's pretty sweet <laughs> yes let's come to your town jughead's dad have you looked into Archie's eyes? There's nothing there. There's no acting ability. No empathy. Nothing. No soul. No humanity. Yeah, I'll defend. I'll defend He's. I think he's not that bad an actor. He just is, has the worst fucking character of any of these. I, I hope they just start calling Archie the shape. <laughs> he's a shape. He's a fucking triangle with a happy trail, but he's a shape. <laughs> Oh he's, my god. He's got to he's got to just go box against Jamie Lee Curtis next episode like he just shows up in the ring. Jamie, Jamie Lee, Lee says, Curtis would whoop his ass. Jamie Lee Curtis would whoop most of our asses. <laughs> just beats the I hope, shit I out hope instead of wearing a spray-painted white Shatner mask, he's wearing a spray-painted white Archie like from the comics mask. <laughs> <laughs> With like the dimples and the weird Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um Copyright, Melchicks and Mimosas. Um, Don't steal. So yeah, this episode was somehow action-packed and incredibly boring. <laughs> so boring. The next episode, I think, was actually pretty solid, though, in, in like, the crazy this department. This the one I didn't watch because I went and got a milkshake instead, which, to be fair, is on brand for this podcast. Um, it my, is. Oh, I didn't so even tell cool. you guys. The reason I didn't get you to watch this episode is because I had my car repaired today, and then when I got home, the running board caught on fire. So I had to bring it back to the shop because it was Oh my on god! Fire. I'll show you all the video after the podcast. <laughs> it's what fine. We learned today fire? that you just need to paint, put some paint on it, and yeah, everything. Exactly. <laughs> put the paint on it. Throw on never-ending story. You'll be grand. <laughs> It'll all be okay. Yeah. Never-ending story. Uh, uh, anyway, um, I should probably summarize it. <laughs> yeah. This episode goes full. This episode goes full slasher film at the end of it. What's the name of this next episode? Prom night. We're talking prom night. Anyone remember the theme song of prom night? The original like '80s prom night. Uh, It's literally like we're talking. 
No, yeah, like the uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is in this one as well. It's like she's prom night, and like mm-hmm. when she dances, she has amazing <laughs> dance, and it's just like talking prom night, yeah, 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 and she's like doing these like insane <laughs> disco dances. I remember and, her like, dancing. I don't remember the song. <laughs> the sequels are amazing, by the way. If you have not seen the prom night mm-hmm. sequels, prom night two is you need so to see prom night good. two. Hello, Mary Lou. Hello, Mary Lou. Um, but yeah, so so good. So the, the so original good. prom night's worth watching. I've never seen it. No, the original prom night is not worth watching. Other than that, Jamie Lee Curtis dance scene, okay. which I included in my top horror dance sequences, <laughs> uh, bloody horror in uh, I believe 2015. Go and check it out and read it because nobody reads my articles. Anyways, yeah, um, wait, no way. Aren't you the one that wrote that amazing article about like the obscure Halloween costumes? Yes. Um, that's yes. like my favorite thing ever. Thank you, thank you. Uh next year there definitely will be Lily Hart Reinhardt dressed as uh Dr. Loomis. <laughs> uh everyone keeps saying that Betty's dad is alive. I'm sorry, he's dead. They're like, No, he's dead. We found a hand. He's dead. We found he's a super hand? Dead. Yeah, they found a hand. They literally like he got he cut off his hand in order to escape. Which I'm like, dude, just cut off a pinky or something. Or and like, they, like rip a tooth out. A baby tooth. Wait a minute, how did baby teeth get on this bus? <laughs> baby teeth <laughs> killed all these prisoners. Boo, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, anyways. Oh my god, what uh, if the bus blew up because fucking Kurtz was on there cooking meth? <laughs> Kurtz, yeah, probably. Uh, although Kurtz is dead. Kurt dies at the oh, last Oh, yeah, episode. shit, he died in the last oh, episode. Oh, Sorry. Uh, Jughead gets, like, uh, sent... Uh, so Penny Peabody shows up with size. Uh, Gladys fights her with size. And you're like, this is the most stupid thing I've ever seen. And it's I just like... I loved it so much, crazy. though. Like, if it's every, pretty great. If every Gina, episode of this show had Gina Gershon just doing, like, Ninja Turtle shit, like... <laughs> <laughs> and then she just eats a pizza. Yeah. Just like, Radical, radical. And just like, chur, 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 chur. anyways, uh, yeah. Spies and then like, I said it once, and I'll say it again. I love being a jughead. <laughs> Jones. Yes. Thank you. I couldn't remember their last name. But yeah, so that light shows up. And... Yes. Oh God, go Gladys, go Gladys, go because she left. <laughs> At the end of this episode, she leaves Riverdale because she's like, this is too crazy for me. I'm out of here. Um. Which is kind of sad because Gina Grishon was pretty was a pretty great presence in the the show. But anyway, she gets written off. Uh, the Gargoyle King uh, kills Kurtz, and then so Jughead is just like, "What's going on? What's the deal with the Gargoyle King again?" Uh, well, wait, so now I we get to this. Saw, like uh, Sophie was talking about about how that episode was so bad it just leased out of your brain. I saw that part with the Gargoyle King appearing in front of Jughead two hours ago, and I fucking forgot. <laughs> Yeah, so then Archie's mom comes back, and Archie's mom wants uh, Archie to get into a good school. Um, Wait, so did she he wants... not take the SATs or take any classes senior year? Yeah, so so her last her last ditch is like, dude, you gotta join the Navy. Like, that's your only hope. So you're gonna box... Yeah, it's fucking bonkers to me that she was like, I don't want you to box because it's too dangerous, but I would love for you to go to a, the Naval Academy which requires you to do five years of active duty in the Navy. Yeah. yeah. And not even like, okay, if you, I mean, I, I don't, I wouldn't tell anyone to go join the armed services, but at least like the, maybe like, the, I don't know, the, the 
Air Force? Like, I feel like there's lots of, like, technical jobs in that, maybe? Like, although maybe she's like, my son's really dumb. If he joins the Air Force, he's gonna, like, you know, Yeah, but, crash. like, oh, uh, another thing that we forgot is that, uh, Cheryl's mom got one of the babies, because they were gonna adopt both the babies, and then Cheryl's mom's like, nah, I'm gonna oh, the babies. So she that's right, because the fucking... boy baby and named him James. Jason Jr. And she was like, listen, Betty, don't worry about the girl, baby. This is a win. And then walked away. And then Betty yeah. tries to go fucking uh, kidnap her. And then Tony did the, it was all a setup. And they try and get Betty to join the fucking farm. And oh, oh, yeah. Because there's that scene where they're all chasing her out of the building. Yeah. And it's like some horror movie. Yeah. And then the next episode, she just goes back and it's like nothing happened. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and, and I was so hoping when they all uh fucking run up to her and she's got the baby i was hoping that they make the baby float out of her fucking arms into their arms oh that would have been so good they're coming to get you betty <laughs> like, that was, like just some romero shit uh yeah but so that happened that mom that's what the baby knows. says as it's floating out <laughs> oh fuck you guys i'm going to a better show <laughs> goodbye that's what we i hope that, that- I hope one of those babies becomes the Scrappy Doo of Archie. I hope it's one of those just like Scrappy Dappy Doo, I'm get you, and just starts fighting people. Uh, but there's there is this great scene where Betty shows up to a place uh, at the. I think she goes back to the farm, and the farm is like, "Come to steal more babies." And you're like, yeah, that's right. You did try to steal some babies last episode, but they don't give a shit anymore. They're like, yeah, we have to acknowledge it, but whatevs. Uh, JP is all sad. He's real sad. Jelly Bean's feeling sad because her mama abandoned her. But Jughead's like, you're when part of the you family. You say JP? Do you mean FP? Uh, I actually meant JB, and I said JP. Um, Got it. That is not a coupling, so don't even think about that, Internet. Um, Wait, sorry. Which one's JB? Jelly Bean. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jelly Bean. Jelly Bean's all saying. Do we know what the JB uh, stands for? Hopefully, not actually Jelly Bean. I think it is. I think her name is just Jellybean. Like I don't think they've ever uh, they've ever given her another name. Like unless it's like Jerome Perampla, um, <laughs> which could be completely a real name that I didn't make. <laughs> um, this is the episode where I just started getting real sad because I was like, "Oh, Cheryl's in a cult, and I'm sad." That's one of my notes. <laughs> They're talking yeah. about prom, and the show tries to be catty about prom. Like the show's all like. Yeah, we still go to prom and we still do normal things, but let's go to prom and let me be prom queen. Uh, and Cheryl's all like, "Yeah, me and Cher, me and Tony, we're gonna be like prom, like the heads of prom." And then the farm comes in, and Evelyn's like, "Look, I know I'm 26, and uh, I'm an old old lady to you, young hip teenagers, but uh, the farm is against uh, any chauvinistic and uh, prideful things. Um, so." Be a dearie and uh, give me some hip medication and uh, don't try to be the prom king and queen anymore. Can't do it. It was very Quaker of her. She was like, we all have to be equal. No one's allowed to stand out. So you can't run for anything that like makes you be different than anyone else. Which is a bummer because it would have been super rad for Cheryl and Tony to be co-prom queens. Agreed. Like that would have yeah, been. Yeah, that actually would have been like so deserved. Yeah. And the show yeah. would have been like, and the show was like, well, we decided we don't want to write the show well anymore, and uh, we know that guy uh, who does that shitty Riverdale podcast really likes Cheryl and Tony, <laughs> so uh, 
we're uh, we're cutting some of the people for the writing staff and giving it to this old homeless goat. <laughs> can, we, can we discuss the idea that like literally less than a week before prom, Jughead and Betty decide that they're going to use prom to try to lure the Gargoyle King out, and the best way to do that is to make the prom like Renaissance themed. <laughs> so less than a week before prom, they're like prom is Renaissance themed. Now everyone has to wear costumes. Like, it's a renaissance fair. First of all, any <laughs> high school where this happened would fucking burn the building to the ground. Oh my god. You know that, like, but all like, of the junior girls had their dresses picked out for, like, over a year. And were like, I'm not going to go buy... Somehow everyone has, like, $100, like, hundreds of dollars worth of, like, fucking period piece renaissance it's, it's garb. It's because everyone like, is... Hey, it would never happen. It's I, insane. I think it's because and, everyone is so into fucking griffins and gargoyles in this town that they're all LARPing. Oh, you know what? That's actually plausible, is that they all already have their perfect LARPing gear set out. Uh, Sophie, point, set, and match. <coughs> <laughs> also, I, I uh, also do want to point out... Even if they already had it, the idea... Listen, I was once a person that went to prom and, like, bought a dress way, 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 way in advance. If you okay. came to me, like, three to four prom, and you're like, oh... It's fucking Renfair prom now, so you can't wear the dress you bought. Like, no way. It's so cool. Like, you can eat giant turkey legs and wear a super unflattering <laughs> dress. Of course it involves. Okay, I have a question. A world, this show posits a world where every single person in the fucking high school live action role plays. Yes. Come yes. On. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Come on. Exactly. Anyways, um, okay, so I, I want to know. Time out, time I, out. I do want to backtrack for a second. When you're talking about things that happened last minute, do you remember when in uh, the last episode, Veronica was like, we should have a fundraiser for that guy Archie punched to death's family. And then an hour later, she's like, hey, uh, fucking Josie, looks like a pretty big crowd at your show that's happening right now. It's a fundraiser for that guy oh. that Archie Murdered's family guys, now. Guys, Josie gets written off the show and we entirely forgot. Last yeah. episode, Josie... Yeah, she, Josie goes is, on, she goes on tour with her dad. I had it in my notes. Josie is Josie is dating Archie. They never officially break up and Josie leaves. So, they like, that's what happened. Josie goes... Where she goes, she goes we're, not, we're not endgame. And then Thanos oh. goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look, the only way to make Endgame worse is to put KJ Appa in it. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I want to know. So yeah, that's sad. R.I.P. Josie, one of the like a not a, one of the, a main person of color character who, when she's written off the show, she doesn't have any interaction with her mom or Kevin Keller, who is her brother now, right? Like they don't they don't show the rest of the Pussycats. They don't have anything for her. She sings a song and then she goes off with her dad. Like that's that is really really bad. Oh, I, I do think. have a note about know... the scene between her and Archie because uh, in a episode where Archie punched a guy to death, okay, and in a season that began with him pleading guilty to manslaughter and then going to jail, and so earlier in this episode he punched a dude to death until he fucking died. And we now have a scene where Archie sweetly and forlornly goes, well, I was going to ask you to prom, as if that's like the biggest worry he has on his shoulders. 
I was going to ask you to prom, but now I have to plead guilty to manslaughter. <laughs> Very relatable high school issues. Yeah, he was like, I was going to ask Ooh. you to prom or that boxer I killed. <laughs> He's going to go with the wife of the boxer he murdered. Okay, oh my god. I didn't that, because that scene happened after Josie, if he had given her that $50,000 check and then it had been like, so what you doing for prom? Oh my god, that would have been amazing. <laughs> oh god. And uh okay, so I want to know what was everyone's prom? What was their prom theme? Mine I believe was like uh casino and I hated it. I was casino? so Casino? Yeah, casino like casino. a Scorsese film? Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I swore a lot, and they got covered in blue paint and murdered. It was rough. And everyone, um, everyone's limo at the end blew the fuck up. Or <laughs> people's heads went into vices. <laughs> the parking lot just blew up. Everyone took vice shots where their heads got into vices. They took a bunch of shots. <laughs> It was a violent and bloody affair. Uh, but no, it was actually just really lame, and we just had stupid, stupid yeah. shit. I hated high school. My prom was super fucking uh, lame. I, oh, excuse me. Go ahead, Sophie. I'm sorry. No, Sophie, no, no. Finish what you were saying. My, my prom was super fucking lame. Uh, the one nice part was I wore my dad's, like, joke like tux that he bought at a goodwill in college that was uh a fucking Groucho Marx tux with tails. So that was nice. Um uh, so but... he still looked better than everyone from the Riverdale cast. <laughs> But the, the theme of our prom was the Kelly Clarkson song, Some People Wait a Lifetime for a Moment Like This. <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't anyone making a movie about your life? <laughs> Why isn't every episode of this show just I interview you until you give more weird tidbits about your life that make us all wonder, are you a real person or are you fictional? My prom, my prom theme was the classic song of chicken dance. <laughs> it wasn't, but the idea that your prom theme was a song is baffling to me. Did they yes, just play Kelly Clarkson for your whole prom? What no, were the decorations? That was the, that was the final song. I, I don't know. The decorations were like stars. Oh, and shit. I don't know what it had to just, do with the fucking song. It was just a whole bunch of Kelly Clarkson's face, just like on every surface. This is bananas. It's like paper, paper, like children's party plates, like for your food with their face on them. Oh, oh god, guys! I don't mean I don't mean to be the one person who says this, but like my prom was bad. I don't remember the theme of senior prom the theme of my junior prom was arabian nights which is questionable oh. at the best um, like but, level questionable but if I, I can just like add to the sophie day lore i <laughs> my junior prom my, my boyfriend asked me to prom dumped me the next day then was like by the way we should both not go to prom because it would be too sad then asked somebody else to prom and I was just like, fuck that. So wow. I went out and bought a new dress with a bow tie on it and wore a tux jacket and was like, I am my own date. And his prom date looked like she had been run over by a truck. And then my best friend walked me past my ex-boyfriend's table all night being like, you prom, it's fine. His 
his date is a wreck and you look great. You won. It was wonderful. <laughs> uh, see, uh, my, let's talk about my prom experience. Um, I ate Chinese food <laughs> with my friend. Uh, we went to visit his grandma. Uh, he hugged his Aww. grandma. I was just there and I was like, hey, guys. Hey, grandma. What- you were third wheel on a date with a dude and his grandma. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. And then he, he went to prom. <laughs> sweet. He went to prom. We went to prom. His grandma didn't come, unfortunately. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, we were just at prom. And then there was an after party that I got invited to. It turns out it was an after party I was kind of invited to as a joke, and I got <gasps> way too drunk. Oh, and then no. my dad literally had to, like, carry me off, uh, off of a uh, lawn chair. He, like, came to pick me up in the morning, and he's like, boy. Get out of the lawn chair and get in the car. <laughs> dude, is your dad dude Andrew, you drank alcohol in high school, which means you are, were officially cooler than me in high school because I did not drink any alcohol oh, until I got uh, to college. Uh, the word cool and uh, many regrettable nights uh, are different. <laughs> <laughs> we are all gathered here to talk about fucking the Riverdale, the television program. None of us are cool. I've never been cool. And we'll never be cool. I mean, oh, I think, this I think, is accurate. Oh, all right, this is Jesus. real. No, I, all right, this me all the way to the. I'll have you know, we have tens of listeners. So. <laughs> I think Jason said he was like snorting cocaine with his tear ducts in high school. If I remember correctly. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Jason, what, what was your problem like? Oh, my problem was totally fine. Did you have like, a pager? Did you, Jason? Did you have a pager? Of course I did, because I'm old. Was it a Renaissance uh, fair theme, but it was actually taken out of place during the Renaissance? Um, again, um, I'm old, so in those days, if you were even talked about going to a Renaissance fair, you got the shit beat out of you in high school. Um, so that would not happen. I would have um, died in that era, let me tell you. Oh, you know, if you owned, if you even walked past a magic card, you got punched in the face. When I was <laughs> um, if, no, I mean, my problem was totally fine. Like, I don't even think we had a theme. It was just, like, fucking people showed up and we danced. And, like, um, I just went with a bunch of friends. It was totally cool. And they got drunk afterwards. It was, like, it was fine. So what you're saying is uh, your father didn't show up minus a hand having slaughtered a bunch of people in the back of the prom uh, and then comes after you uh, in a very horror movie-esque scene uh, after you're about to shoot a guy dressed in a Gargoyle King costume and you're like, I'm about to stop the Gargoyle King and then your dad uh, gun blocks you and uh, uses his uh, now (laughs) book hand to go, I'm going to get you, buddy. I'm coming for you, buddy. Uh, he doesn't actually say anything. I think he just walks around. And she's just like, Dad, you were so chilled last episode. Why are you trying to kill me? So none of that happened to you, Jason? No, it did, actually. I just left. <laughs> oh. I, no, no, I can see. I can see that's kind of... That's, that's My dad does have a hook can, by the way. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. There you... Was it because he uh, escaped the prison bus? <laughs> no, it was because he got run over by Freddie Prince Jr. That's right. And... Jennifer Love Hewitt hit him with a car. <laughs> <laughs> if this whole series ends with us somehow finding out that uh, Betty's father is the fisherman, uh, that would be great. That would be but great. Not... I ripped what you did last summer. I'm so down for that. But, but not the fisherman. 
I take this moment to applaud that the next ep- the next uh, tweet with PGH will be I know what you did last summer over Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> oh, super. oh, and for for those of us that don't remember when dates are, what when is Memorial Day weekend? Yeah, what is Memorial uh, Day? Uh, geez, Louise, it's the last. Okay, it's going to be Sunday, the twenty sixth of May at eight p.m. Central Time. Ah, yes. Memorial Day is an American thing. In Canada, we just have a day off. Um, um, so at one point when they're planning the prom, we get all of the gangs have to like do a truce so that they can like be at the prom and be ready for anything. And the gangs don't do anything. But the weird thing about this is all the pretty – like at the prom, the gangs don't do anything. But we see the pretty poisons, and the pretty poisons were headed by Tony and Cheryl who are now in the farm – but apparently they didn't bring the rest of the pretty poisons with them. So the pretty poisons seem to be leaderless now, and they're just a leaderless gang, just like outlaws, just so they didn't, roaming around. They didn't even have one of the like extras from it become like a character that's leading the pretty poisons. They didn't even think that hard on it. No, I like I don't think so. I mean, there was like one girl like chewing gum who was like, "Guess we're gonna join up with you guys." Num 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 num. But like, not really anything. Did they have the like prophet guy from the Warriors organize them all together? <laughs> Can you <laughs> dig it? Can you dig it? You're on Riverdale. No one can dig anything. So. <laughs> Please leave. And he left that. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Betty is uh, Betty gets uh, chased around with a hook hand. She's fine. Eventually, people come to rescue her. And like, I genuinely thought this was a dream sequence because um, no shit, there are at least like five or six dead teens that she comes across, right? Like, yeah. Uh, are any of them people that we know? I actually wrote that down. I couldn't tell. I just randoms. I, I think they're just randoms, and like, which is like really weird, because um, it's like it's like they they went to the end of a slasher film, but they don't resolve it. So it's just like a weird. It's like a. It's like if you're watching a Scream movie and it's just the second kill of Scream, and like <laughs> it's just and you're just like, what? Wait, there's what's happening here? Like. I don't know. It's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah. Well, it's so, like if you were watching a slasher film from some random victim from the middle's perspective, like, yeah. so she doesn't, she doesn't see any of the buildup or the afterwards. She just sees her own characters. Yeah. And, but, but what's weird is that her dad is still the killer in that scene. So she's yeah. just a side character. It's murder. Uh, but this all ends with Betty going to join the farm in order to be protected from the gargoyle king. Could they be related? Probably. <laughs> uh, Sophie, what did you think of this episode? Did I miss anything that you really want to talk about? Um, no, I don't think so. I, I was really interested initially and then frustrated by the end of the episode because I did feel like, because you had mentioned that this episode has a lot of kind of like slasher horror elements in it. Um, but like the way that everything's shot, it's like hard to see what's happening and you don't know who any of the dead bodies are. So the Did stakes the are from Game of so Thrones unbelievably sake. low. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I was watching this and I had to like, I literally like, closed all my blinds and turned the brightness all the way up and turned my screen away from the windows and I still couldn't see 80% of what was happening. And then when there were bodies, I was like, I don't think that we know those people. So 
I don't care. Like, they, I mean, like, it's bad that people died, but, like, it's a TV show, and they're not people that we know about, so what the fuck are the stakes supposed to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's weird. Like, and this high school must have, like, the biggest body count of all time. <laughs> like, in the movie, it's okay, so like, put this in perspective. In the movie Scream, one, uh, I'm sorry, two people die, and they, like, have to, like, start shutting down the town. They're like, look, we have to talk to everybody. We have to get counseling. Hey, are you okay? How's it going? Oh, we got to make sure we, like, lock all the doors. You got to set a curfew. We got to make sure these kids are safe. In this show, Mr. Weatherby is okay with the cult in town, is okay with his students going to the cult in town and chilling at the cult, and is just like, yo, man, I'm just chilling. I don't really care. <laughs> Do you think it's possible that Mr. Weatherby's the most sane character and is like, please kill all these motherfuckers? <laughs> oh my god. What if Mr. Really? Weatherby's the Gargoyle King? We haven't <laughs> seen him in a few episodes. I Maybe. can be down. Oh, he was in the background in the uh, the cult scene where everyone's chasing after Betty when she's trying to steal the baby. Oh my god, he's even in the cult now. Um, of course he is. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, okay, so like, listen to this. We've got two more episodes uh, left. Oh, there's so season. much shit to wrap up, and they're probably there's just... a lot, and they didn't. It's sorry. There's so much going on. Yeah, I feel like didn't at this point last year did we not know about the black? Like, wasn't the Black Hood story like wrapped up by this point last year? Like last season? Like I think they they had wrapped up the Black Hood story by this point, or at least we knew that Betty's dad was the Black Hood. Like I think so. I've only seen the final I episode of season two. So. Uh, <laughs> All right. I forgot I'm the only one who's seen all of this stupid fucking show. <laughs> Anyways, um, so... So um, I, I'm really, really worried about these next two episodes because they're going to have to listen, cram so much nonsense in. Listen to the names. And you guys have to tell me if some of these are... are if this one is a thing because I'm uncultured as we've gone into. Um, so chapter 56 is the dark secret of Harvest House. What? What the fuck nonsense was that? I don't know. I don't know. I think they watched The Haunting of Hill House and were like, well, I guess we got to be close to HH as possible. Um, I think there's going to be a scene where, like, um, Veronica's dad boxes Archie at one point. Like, I think that's going to be our, the end of Archie's storyline this year is where, like, uh, Hiram is going to be all like, because he was. We see him at one point in the final episode. He's like hanging out in the the sweat lodge and being all like buff and being like, "Yeah, <laughs> I had a truth with Archie, but now I'm going to fight him because he's a killer." The dark uh, secret like, of Harvest Home is a 1970 American television thriller miniseries starting <laughs> Betty Davis. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's um, amazing. Is uh, did you just announce the next episode of Behold the Electric Terror? Because <laughs> Maybe. we do a show. <laughs> oh my God, Rosanna Arquette's in it too. <laughs> amazing. Okay, and I want you to. Okay, Jason, what do you think the final episode is about? Oh fuck, dude! It could be in the, in the you, name. The name. Okay, so the name. <laughs> Okay, so the director of the movie that this episode is named after, um, he would, uh, he's not a big fan of Spielberg. Uh, my guess is this episode is named Tumblewumba, Chumbawamba Tub Thumping. <laughs> so you want me to guess what the name of the, t- the episode is? 
It's Apocalypto. Mel Gibson. The Mel Gibson movie. Oh, they made no. it. They... <laughs> Spielberg is <laughs> Um, It's Apocalypto? That's what they named the final episode of this season. It's Apocalypto? Oh, Apocalypto. oh my god. But, but, so Jughead your... falls into a pit and gets captured by Incas. <laughs> is that what happens this episode? Oh my god. <laughs> what if the fucking... If the Gargoyle King is some kind of 2012 prophecy bullshit, we find out they've never said the year the show takes place. It's in this weird reality with, like, 50s cars, and they're like, yeah, this show takes place after the 2012 apocalypse. That's why everything's so messed up. There's going to be some kind of full uh, total eclipse, right? Because that's kind of what happens in Apocalypto, right? Oh, my God. I hope there's, like, a scene where, like, Archie, like, all of a sudden uh, it goes full, like, Oh goodness gracious! There were two astro- astronaut asteroid movies. Uh, let's Deep say impact Armageddon. Armageddon. It goes full Armageddon, where Archie has to go and launch into space to punch a uh, comet to stop it from destroying. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing this show lets Archie do is punch things. So I just like love the idea of like this, just like a comet coming, and Archie's like, "I'm gonna punch it." Yeah. Uh, but the episode we, is find... Archie finds a way where he can now punch things so hard that he brings them back to life. Yeah, Ooh. maybe. Uh, and Rachel Talalay is directing it, which is a kind of a plus because okay. at least the direction will be good. But yeah. uh, honestly, like, who's the is the Gargoyle King going to be somebody we know at this point? Like, is it going to be Pops? Is it going to be like someone like really weird no, where it's you're just be like the stupid fucking really ever and ever and ever dude. Ed, Edgar Evan ever? I, I genuinely it, I, can't even care, and I wish I could. Damn, damn. So uh, Sophie's real committed to the rest of this series. Uh, I mean, it's kind honestly, of- I'm probably I'm probably the Gargoyle King, and I don't even <laughs> like that. How much sense this show makes right now? We're gonna find out. Like the Gargoyle King is this podcast. Like all of a sudden, like the Gargoyle King's gonna like take off his head. And it's gonna be me doing like some stupid dance. Be like, welcome <laughs> to the Mix and Mimosas. And we find out that all tens of our listeners are actually just the writers' room, and they just want to approach us. Or like this could be a Black Mirror episode, and Riverdale is like the plague that they put upon me. They're like, what if we made a TV show? So bad, but so enticing for one man, and he starts a weekly podcast about this. Show. Can we see what happens to the human psyche when it's broken down by uh-huh. Edgar Evernefer, the <laughs> dumbest name of all time? Okay, here would be the greatest. I would actually have. They're not going to do this, but I would have so much respect for the show if the fucking uh, Gargoyle King turns out to be the disgraced former head of the church from Sabrina. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, okay, I'm down. He just shows up. Yeah. Or it's like Salem the Cat, and he can talk now. And like, in the <laughs> oh, I, that would, actually, I'd be so back in. I would be back in. <laughs> but but Salem, like, Salem's like nine feet tall now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, just, it's just Salem like, operating like a little suit. Oh, that's like, adorable! Uh, All with like pulleys. 
I hope I hope this I hope this season ends like full Wicker Man where they just burn Archie. They're just like, look, <laughs> we must sacrifice Archie to appease the Gargoyle King. Well, this- and then like he's just like spouting out sports scores or something. Like I don't know what his <laughs> equivalent well, actually, of I think, I, think I think I'd prefer if it was Salem standing on like seven other cats with a trench coat. <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> <laughs> What if each of Chad Michael Murray's abs is actually a cat, and also he's a cat, and there's not a person in there at all? Yeah, I like that. Um, so That's gonna be some like infinite cat. Like when, when you talk about fucking Archie getting burned, they have spent this whole season just putting shit on his torso, you know? Like, he's got the bear scar now, he's got the tattoo, like, I feel like you're right, the end oh, of I it... forgot that's what the scar was from. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this show. Yeah. The yeah. Invisible Bear that we don't see? Yeah, yes, yeah. it was the yeah. I was Fuck. watching that movie Day of the Animals starring Leslie Nielsen, and that movie's from the 70s, and I had a bunch of $5, and they have way better fucking animal puppets in that nonsense than they did on this show, <laughs> like... Because they didn't have an animal puppet. Oh you don't God. see exactly. anything. Yeah, they had zero animal puppets. Please allow me to mute my mic while I scream obscenities into the void about I, how I'm angry I'm, I forgot that Archie got attacked by a bear. Yeah. Wait, what happened to Archie's dog, by the way? No, Archie literally, has a dog. he left him in fucking Canada. Remember how mad I was? He oh, hasn't yeah. been back since. <laughs> He did. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. He pulled some Jon Snow ghost shit and was just like, yeah. yo, dog, who saved my life? Get out of fuck out of here. I don't know. Yo, dog, I heard you like bears, so I put a bear in the cabin so you can fucking... <laughs> hey, dog, who sat beside me while I had a dumb hallucinatory episode all about my bear disease. All right, what if the final episode of this is just a shot-for-shot remake of that weird final episode of the one season of Buffy, where it's all just a weird, tripped-out dream, and, like, Adam's back without makeup. Yeah. (laughs) Thor, you are speaking my language right now. I will only allow that if there is a cheese man, and they have to hire the same cheese man, and it has to still be craft singles. And and I... I would prefer that they are a little bit less culturally insensitive than they were in the Buffy episode. Uh, but it's Riverdale, so there'll be 20 times more. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, like, listen, we know it's 20 years later, but we have not grown at all. So we're going to double down on this racism. In fact, um, we've aggressively reverted. So, like, I... <laughs> I hope the incest babies somehow beat the Gargoyle King. Like, somebody, like, throws a baby at us. Yeah, maybe... Flashbacks, if they put that fucking flashback in there and they can't actually fly, I'm going to be so fucking mad. No, it's going to quit life because he's so fucking mad about a show. No, I'm anyway, literally going to have to, like, book an extra therapy your session show has been after the show the whole time and none of it's been real. God, I bet I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, this this season like went so far into supernatural bullshit, like, and they're not gonna resolve it, and it's like it's gonna be bad. Wait, wait, what if what if they zoom out and it's a dream that Chip from Trip Chippendale's having, and he's like, Dale, I had a dream of a river, Dale. <laughs> no. Okay, and with that, we're going to end this episode. Uh, does anybody have anything that they would like to plug before we uh, 
go off into the dusty trails of Riverdale. Jason, anything anything to plug? Uh, after you had some weird nightmares and told your yeah, brother I, Dale. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I want anything that I do associated with this podcast. Um, no. Plug two plug. other of these of these uh, lovely individuals do a uh, you know BGH spinoff show. Uh, Behold an electric terror on the Patreon this month. We're uh, talking kaiju in honor of Godzilla, King of the Monsters. So um, good shit coming up. We're talking about Power Rangers this month or this week. Oh yeah, so. and uh, and uh, just so you know, uh, last week of this podcast, uh, we're definitely covering the one episode of Power Rangers that has a Riverdale cast member on it. And uh, the only Power Rangers I could find that had a Riverdale cast member on it is Cheryl's mom, Penelope Blossom, <gasps> is a news reporter in one episode of, like, a weird season Super. of Power Rangers. And we are covering that on this show in the future. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> that sounds amazing, actually. It's, uh, I've watched it. It is, uh, it is bizarre. She plays a newscaster, and she plays a much better newscaster than uh, Alice Cooper. Um, <laughs> Hard to be a worse one. Uh, Thor, anything to plug? Uh, Thor's Hour of Thunder, uh, Thor's Hour of Thunder, just type that into anything, and, uh, we're the only thing with that name. Um, and, uh, as I, as I said a few weeks ago, uh, support your local library. I went in literally this week, and I said, hey, um, so Tessa Thompson was talking about how there's, on, in an interview about how there's some late, like, uh, comic book with Marvel, uh, women in it that, uh, she hopes they make into a movie. And I was like, I know that's really like, shitty search parameters. I tried searching Defenders. for it myself, and I couldn't find it. And, like, four seconds later, the woman knew the title of it, and they didn't have it in their library, but she ordered it in her library loan for me, so... Yeah! Was Your it Defenders? Your tax dollars at work. What's, what's it? Was it Defenders? No, it's called A-Force. Oh, A-Force. <laughs> Fair. Defenders is also very good. Um, but that's got some, Sophie. you know, peen in it. I don't... There's, there's one version that doesn't. It's a... No, she's talking about males. That's what Sophie's giving away. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry, Sophie. Oh no, excuse me. No, I did. I wasn't being transphobic. I meant it had some dudes in it. Excuse me, I should have specified. No, oh, I assumed. I just was not expecting to hear the word "peen." This so, podcast tonight has gone so many places. I was not emotionally prepared. For. <laughs> uh, I mean, like Sophie was giving like. Uh, such animated responses. I thought she was doing like an Alpha Five from Power Rangers thing, and she was going to be like, "Ay ay ay, I have things to uh, plug on this podcast." Ay 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 ay, Zordon. Uh, just be prepared because I'm going to do that all the time next week. Anyways, um, uh, oh, by the way, if you're looking forward to the Behold an Electric Terror episode, just so you know. Uh, the episode of Power Rangers is like a normal dumb Power Rangers episode, but the episode of Sentai that they used for that Power Rangers episode, the Rangers literally fight Satan. Anyways, uh, Sophie, what do you have to say? <laughs> That's not a joke, by the way. It's fucked. It's messed. That's amazing. I'm Sophie. watching all of it tomorrow, so I can't wait. Um, I will just plug um, Behold and Let Your Terror, which I am also on with these two of these lovely humans. And, uh, oh, and everyone support Grimm because the next yeah. issue is zombie related. And I wrote a very rageful piece in it that I'm excited to share with the world. Ooh, nice. Yes. 
And uh, and that was why uh, co-host Valeska could not be on. Uh, she is hard at work at Grimm, so she was not able to be on this episode. Oh, and that's that's a magazine. What's how do they buy it? Anatomy of a Scream. Oh yeah, uh, you go to Anatomy of a Scream. Yeah. You can uh, you can find the uh, Grimm PDF and ways to order at Blurb. Anyways, uh, as always. You can find me wherever insane people are held who are just have their minds melted by the TV show Riverdale. <laughs> it's a place that only holds me. So in the dark recesses of your mind, you open that door and it's just like, oh, hi, how's it going? That's me right here. Um, so, yeah, this has been another episode of Milkshakes and Mimosas. And until next time, always blame the CW. This has been a Milkshakes and Mimosas podcast. Email us at milkshakesandmimosas at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at mpodcastm. And until next time, trash fire's gonna burn.